WRUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Wealth. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a, what, what day of the week is this? I, I mean, just, it's Tuesday, but it's just crazy with all that's happening between classes starting and hurricanes and football games on Thursday and pretty hard to know. Uh, what's going on, but welcome in, and we are glad you're here. Uh, today uh, is also NFL roster cut day in the NFL. They only have one of those now, and rosters have to be down to, I think it was 53 players by 4 o'clock, and we'll see if any uh, recognizable names uh, are let go. If all goes well, and according to Hoyle today, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will join us at the bottom of the hour to give his thoughts on Florida and Utah. Uh, Dave Neal, play-by-play voice of the SEC Network, will talk to you. His thoughts on the upcoming football season. Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will talk a little National Football League with you. And then uh, Megan Borowski, uh, who has been doing terrific work in our UF Weather Center, is going to join us live here in the studio to give you a... uh, a storm update. So that is uh, what is happening. Um, it's just, it's amazing when you get storms like this uh, because you just really don't know exactly uh, where it's going to go. Um, officially a hurricane warning, warning 
is now in effect for Alachua County. A storm surge warnings in effect for the Gulf Coast region to the west of Gainesville. And landfall is projected uh, tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 a.m. along Florida's Big Bend area. Now, uh, once again, that could change. Um, and that's why Megan will give us the very latest um, when she is here uh, in just a little bit uh, more than an hour. Well, assuming uh, we're not going to have a show tomorrow because of the weather, um, we'll get your thoughts on the game. And remember what our pregame is going to be for this week because it's such a squirrely week. Um, sports scene will come your way at noon on Thursday. Then at 1 o'clock, it'll be our first and 10 pregame show. And then we'll join network coverage at 5 o'clock. There'll be no extra point postgame show after the game. Instead, we will have that as part of Sports Scene on Friday. Because, again, it's a workday Friday when uh, that's the way it is. So that is what we have on tap. 392-8255, the email, uh, srussell at wruf.com. So uh, let's talk a little sports here. Um, from talking to a couple of people today uh, who are close to uh, the ACC, uh, it looks like they're going to add Cal, Stanford, and SMU. The, from what I'm told, Cal and Stanford would get partial revenue cuts upon joining the league. SMU taking no revenue, um, at least early on. And then because of those concessions to get in the league, the existing ACC programs would get more money, and that's been the issue with the ACC all along that they're not getting enough money when it comes to the Big Ten, when it comes to the SEC. So it, don't be shocked if we see uh, something happen here soon, maybe as early as the end of this week. Patrick says he's got 27-13 Utes. Hope he's wrong. Um I could be wrong. I, I don't see Florida scoring just 13 points. I, I see more points. Utah's a good defensive team. And Kyle Whittingham said on this program that his team's worst defensive performance last year was against Florida. They'll remember that. Stevens says one needs to rush for at least how many yards to beat Utah? 150. 150 is what I think. Could be more. I, look, a lot of times when you see a game on paper, it doesn't happen the way you think it's going to happen. Um, but I think 150. And because of the weather and all of that, Florida is uh, – I've had two people actually email and ask about this – Florida's leaving today. They'll fly to Dallas and spend the night and then go to Utah. 
So I, I anticipated that, and that's what's going to happen. All right, look, isn't it weird the sun's out? In just a few hours, it's going to be raining like crazy, but the sun's out now. 392-8255, you can email srussell at wruf.com, and uh, we will hopefully hear from you today. Hopefully on Thursday, Laura Rutledge will be here, give uh, a talk on college and pro football, and we're working on some other guests as well. Gator Volleyball tonight has a big matchup with Stanford, and we'll see how that will go. A big test. Mary Wise always plays a a very good um, non-conference schedule. And remember, uh, tomorrow we'll have Rays and the Marlins at least scheduled. And again, Gator football Thursday beginning at 5 p.m. Odd week. Let's see here. Bill says... Are you taking predictions today? Yes, I will. And we'll take them Thursday, too. Uh, He says, I'm picking with my heart rather than my head. Florida 27, Utah 24. Mark, I got your email yesterday. Um, I just didn't get a chance to read it. Uh, And I will read it now. Uh, First of all, Mark, you were so kind to say this. He said, I wanted to share this email with you and your listeners. Allow me to preface by saying this is not intended to age you, but instead show appreciation for all that you've done for listeners. Beginning in 1989, as season ticket holders, my dad started taking me, nine years old, and my brother, 12, to games in the swamp. After each home game, we would religiously listen to you uh, on the two-hour drive home. My older brother and I would always get a good chuckle when the same caller after each home game would ask for the score of the New Mexico State game, to which you or, or uh, another host or Marty or whoever it was would, would, would say, that one hasn't kicked off yet. To this day, we still talk about that same caller and laughed. Fast forward 30 years. Now me and my brother have children who we take to home games, and after each game they ask, can we listen to Steve's show in the car ride home? They love the show. Now I have a new favorite caller. They get a chuckle over It was the lady who may have had a few too many adult beverages at the Bama versus Florida game in 21. She called your show after the game, was convinced the Gators had won. No matter how many times you reminded her during the call, the Gators lost. To make a long story short, your career and show has truly bridged generations of Gators. Let's all raise a glass to another year of you and Gator football. Mark, I I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, and getting back here um, in uh, in 1998, and it – I, I get a little more nostalgic as I get a little older because dial score as a student was the first show of that type I ever did. And it was fun to do. And it was obviously before. When I tell this to some of my students, they look at me like I'm Methuselah. And I get it. Because in dial score if, if I was the host... We had other students who ran down to the AP ticker machine. And as soon as the scores came in, would rip them off and bring them to us. And there was only one college game back then. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, but thank you for that, Mark. I appreciate it. 1213, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Live from Weimar Hall on the 
campus of the University of Florida. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I've been telling you for a while now about the Roadhaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. I'd just like to remind you about the great work that they do. The Roadhaver Boys Ranch houses at-risk young boys from difficult home environments, and these boys can turn troubled lives into futures full of promise by learning real-life skills. How do they do it? Through your donations of unused or unwanted vehicles. They take these vehicles, repair them, and they resell them. This is among the very best charities in Florida that you can support. If you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of just about any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Your donation is tax-deductible. It helps a really terrific cause. To find out more, simply Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. The diamond buying opportunity of the year is happening next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th at International Diamond Center. It's IDC's three-day bridal event where you can buy like a dealer buys. Rare, precious GIA certified diamonds. All shapes, all sizes, all at rock bottom prices. Rounds, ovals, princess cuts, cushion cuts, emerald cuts. All natural, perfectly cut diamonds certified by the most prestigious gem labs in the world. Get the best price. The civil authorities have issued a civil emergency message for Levy FL, beginning at 12.14 p.m. and ending at 1.14 p.m. Levy County expecting life-threatening storm surge along our coastline. We are expecting 11 to 15 foot of surge from Hurricane Adalia. Residents need to evacuate to a shelter away from the surge. I think QC did that for me. For Patrick, it started with a simple phone call to QC Kinetics. One day I was driving and I just heard the radio and I pulled over and took the number and I called them when I got home. Maybe that's you and you're listening right now. Why wait? QC Kinetics Regenerative Treatments uses your body's own natural biologics to heal and restore damaged tissue without invasive surgery or harmful drugs. And as for the results... My knees are as good as they were when I was in my 20s. I'm really happy with what happened. For Patrick, it's like QC Kinetics turned back the clock. Now it's your turn. Call QC Kinetics today for your complimentary consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Here's the kickoff. And this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. New sneakers, fresh backpack, Three spiral-bound notebooks. Check, check, check. And the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. 
Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit RadiantCU.org empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From every called third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gators head men's basketball coach Todd Golden. You are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. 392-8255, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. We are uh, moments away from talking to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and get his thoughts uh, on the game. Because of our changing schedule, because of uh, weather here, uh, we'll have uh, Gator football Thursday, again at 5 o'clock, our pregame begins. Friday, Rays and the Guardians beginning at 6, 6.30, and we're picking up the Rays game today as well. Uh, and then Saturday, college football for you. Colorado TCU, that'll be 11.30 in the morning. West Virginia and Penn State beginning at 7. And then on Sunday, a veritable potpourri. Gator volleyball against Minnesota, then baseball with the Rays and the Guardians, and then LSU and FSU in football. So, uh, a lot coming your way. And then tomorrow, uh, let's, we're going to all assume the path of this storm and where it is. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, storm coverage here so that you can be informed as to what's going on uh, with not only with the storm, but any effects it has in the community and things like that. So uh, we will have that for you tomorrow. Daniel and Sylvester, Georgia. Been through that many times, Daniel. Uh, let listeners know this Gator here in Georgia is thinking about y'all. We'll keep you in prayers. I live here. My heart and team is in Gainesville. Stay safe. Um, I guess it's just because it's maybe weather-related. Am I, am I getting uh, a vibe that I, I would hope, and it's hard because, look, we're all focusing on What's going to happen here? You know, is my yard going to be okay? Is a tree going to fall? Is I going to lose my power? And it's kind of hard sometimes to focus in on a game uh, when you have something like this. By the way, I don't know if you saw this. The uh, week one depth chart is out. The Gators starting wide receivers, Ricky Pearsall, Caleb Douglas, and Khalil Jackson. He's earned a starting spot, the redshirt sophomore. And then uh, 
Jaquavion Frazier's, who's played a lot, is in a backup role behind Jackson. Agakun is still listed as a starter, but he might not be able to go. Um, and it's the way they have this listed. Graham Mertz, Jack Miller, Max Brown, Michael Leon. And Miller is questionable with an upper body injury. Agakun is uh, questionable with a lower body injury. And Chris McClellan is questionable with a lower body injury. What strikes me about this team in a two or three deep is how incredibly young they are. Pearsall is a senior, okay, on offense. Lindell Hudson is a senior. Dante Zanders is a senior. That's it. On defense, it's even more pronounced because Jadarius Perkins is a senior, and I believe he's the only senior. So that's a pretty young group, and there's a lot of freshmen who are going to have to play significant roles, backups, that sort of thing, for this team to be successful. The future, if and once again, you never know about the portal, that you just don't know who's going to leave and who's going to come in. But if you, you know, look at the, the two deep here, uh, for example, at receiver, Wilson, Mizell, Gene, freshman, right? Um, you look on defense, Cameron James, freshman, uh, Will Norman, freshman, TJ Searcy, freshman. There's a lot of guys who made Jakeem Jackson, freshman, uh, Jordan Castell, freshman. Going to have to get some playing time and going to have to do pretty well. Uh, Paul says, I too am picking with my heart. Gators 24, Utes 20. Gator defense shines under new coordinator. Okay? And once again, we still don't know about some of Utah's better players being able to play in the game. That is a wild card here as we're, what, 48 hours away or so from the game? Pretty interesting. And again, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes uh, to give you his thoughts on the game and the Gator football team. We'll get John's call quickly. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. I'll make these real quick. Uh, uh, back, I looked over um, YouTube a couple of days ago, and back in '94, they had. You remember when Bob Hope did his parade All-American team, and a guy and the football players just come out and, and name their name, you know, in their school and stuff like that. You uh-huh. remember back then? Yeah, I remember. Okay, so '94, we had some notable names. There was like Teddy Brewski on there. There was Terry Collins. Uh, every every Gator fan would probably remember Frank Sanders. Well, I didn't realize this, but they said, well, this guy can't make it because he's ill or something like that. Jack Jackson from Florida. I didn't even know he was an All-American back then. I mean, well, I mean, there's there's a thousand All-American teams, but he was a good player. But he he was supposed to be there is what I'm saying is he was was considered a parade All-American. He was supposed to be at the the viewing or whatever, and the guys come out. I didn't realize he was a a parade All-American back then. I know he's good, but... Do you remember back then? I'm not sure what I had for supper yesterday, so let alone in 1994. No. 
Well, I'm just, I mean, and, and things in remembrance, you know. I mean, if you, you remember that Danny Warfel won a Heisman Trophy, so I'm just kind of questioning, you know, did anybody... Yeah, but I mean, there's a little bit of difference between knowing who won a Heisman Trophy and, right. you know, who was a Bob Hope Parade All-American in 1994. But I get the point. Right. So, uh, if you you and Sean could uh, elaborate, I want to get, a, besides the Gator game, I mean, I'll make a pick on Thursday. But I would like to see if you, you get your take on who do you think uh, game some pretty big games. I think uh, LSU and Florida State. Uh, that's one big game. I want to like hear you guys talk about, and uh, I'll, I'll let you later. Thank you. All right. Thank you, John. Speaking of that, Sean Kelly is going to join us next, 1220. And you can, by the way, give him a call. If you have a question for him, he will take it from you. 1226 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What you can say about how the procedures have affected my life is that they haven't. I lose track of which teeth are my real teeth and which are the implants and which have crowns and which don't. They don't give me pain and I'm able to use them and I'm 71 years old and you know I can still eat steak and apples and whatever else I want to eat. What I would like people to know about exceptional dentistry is that it's a, just a good place to come to have dental work done from the staff through the physicians, through the dentists, um, they're top notch. I, I just don't think you could find a better place to have dental work done than exceptional dentistry. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights, here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods, here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all, here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. 
Staples has big savings on everything you need for back to school or stocking up the office. Save on all your school essentials from notebooks to markers. Save on everything you need for travel, like luggage, portable tech, and travel size personal items. Plus, save on signs, banners, and posters from Staples Print and Marketing Services. And now at Staples, you can save even more with $10 off document printing when you spend $40 or more. Get everything for the office and the classroom for less at Staples. Ends 9:30. Exclusions and restrictions apply. See associate or visit staples.com slash print for details. It's time for your UF bookstore break right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We continue to monitor Idalia today. The storm entering the Gulf of Mexico expected to intensify as it spends time over the Gulf. In north central Florida, cloudy skies today, an increasing chance for downpours and thunderstorms tonight. Overnight tonight into tomorrow, Idalia expected to make landfall with the nature coast. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The Utes kickoff is two days away right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. As mentioned, today is uh, NFL Cutdown Day. Uh, Trey Dean cut by the Jets. Uh, Tease Tabor has been let go uh, by the Colts. Uh, Freddie Swain. Uh, among others, we'll try to keep you updated on that. But again, they have till 4 o'clock today uh, to make those final roster cuts as NFL teams now have to do that just one time. Uh, well, it's been kind of an odd start to the Gator football season with a road game, with changes of plans, with a storm. Sean Kelly, are you okay, safe and sound? That's that's number one concern. <laughs> Never a dull moment. I'm <laughs> I'm just fine. I'm actually... Uh, trying to get one or two things done before we head for the airport. And uh, I can tell that campus let out the last 20 minutes because traffic around campus is, is like it is at 4.30 every day. So um, people are on the move and getting ready. And I'm probably a day behind in my prep, but I think I'm, I'm hurricane ready. And, of course, it never fails. Uh, I have a road trip, which means my wife, the dog, all that. You know, hey, honey. Good luck. I've taken care of most everything. Here are the gas cans for the generator, you know, ice for the coolers, all that stuff. So I just want everybody to be safe. I hope the preparations are calm because I know there's some anxiety that goes into this. Um, so I'm just hoping we all fare well. Uh, and, look, I'm really I'm really thinking about the people on the coast right now, too. This is, this is not to be fooled around with. No, not at all. Um, let, let's talk some football, Sean. I mean, at, at this point – um, you know, F Florida's released its depth chart. 
Uh, they know Utah. Utah knows Florida. Utah still maybe without a couple of key components here. Uh, you've watched Florida. Uh, if you looked at the Gator team last year, looked at this team this year, very young group, what do you see with this group, Sean, from a, you know, a 20,000-foot view? Yeah, I, I see something better than I saw last year. Let's start with that. I, I do believe this team is better than people think they are. Um, the defense has markedly improved, uh, and, and that, that'll go a long way in, in taking a big step this season. Uh, I'm, I feel better about Graham Mertz than I did a month ago and for sure four months ago. Um, they're young. <laughs> this is a really young football team, but, but there's, there's more talent, I think, across the board than what we were looking at this time a year ago. Are there depth issues? Yeah, there's a couple of spots where I'm concerned about depth a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I think I think this team is, has taken a step in year two under Billy Napier, and, and that's because of roster improvement. And that's also because, look, the guys that were here last year under Napier, obviously year two of anything is going to be easier or smooth, more smooth with however you want to describe it. So, um, you know, my expectations are not, that Florida's contending for anything right now, but I do think they're better than people think they are. Those outside of here, you know, that make all the predictions. Um, you know, my partner, Shane Matthews, I know you've talked to him. He's probably even a little more optimistic than I am, but that's just me being cynical by nature. Um, <laughs> he says minimum eight. He's thinking nine wins. Gosh, if that were to happen, I think that we'd all be happy about where this is going, especially when you look at that, that 24 class that's coming in too. So that's where I, I stand on this and and Steve, I'm, I'm like probably most folks that have been around the team a little bit in the last five weeks. I'm ready to see them play somebody. I know they're tired of hitting each other. I'd like to see how they measure up against somebody in a different color uniform. Yeah, I think that's uh, everybody like that this year, wanting to hit somebody else in game one for sure. Um, I don't know that it's any advantage, Sean. Utah has seen Florida. Florida has seen Utah. I don't know that that's a big deal to you. Um, yeah, I think in some ways in the fact that I would, I would hazard a guess here that Kyle Whittingham hasn't changed his way of running a football game, nor has Billy Napier, although I think Napier's got more at his disposal now than he did a year ago at this time, playbook-wise, personnel-wise, and whatnot. Um, you know, Utah returns a bunch of guys. Florida probably has a little more new to them than, than Utah does. So I, I think there's probably more familiarity you know, looking at Utah as opposed to reversing it, looking back at Florida in some ways. But, you know, a lot of times when we get in a situation where you play a team from the Pac-12 and whatnot, yeah, you know, look at the overall series. They played three times. Well, two of those meetings are going to come here in back-to-back seasons. So I think there's some familiarity, although, as you mentioned, there's still some question marks. Who's a quarterback for Utah? You know, you know about Keithy, that tight end. You know how they play defensively. Um, So, yeah, I I think more familiarity than – a year ago when they hadn't seen each other since the late 70s. Uh, buy-in is something Billy talks about, and I don't care who the coach is or what the program is. It's difficult to get everybody from previous administrations or coaching uh, coaching staffs to buy in. Uh, almost everybody thinks the buy-in is better now. This is a more unified team. Do you agree? Yeah, there's a different spirit about them. I, I agree. There's 49 returning play, or 49 new players. Beg your pardon. Um, so there were a lot of things that needed to be weeded out a little bit, and I think there's a good 
leadership core with this group, and it's been somewhat infectious. Um, I think they're a little less siloed than they were a year ago, old camp versus new camp, upperclassmen and underclassmen. And, look, sometimes that's just a byproduct of there's a bunch of young guys that are going to contribute. So they have a say in how this goes, too, and they have a say in how the culture is going to go. And if they've got the right leaders in place, and some of them are returning guys like a Glockin, um, but then you roll in a, a Graham Mertz, and you now have second-year running backs that are high producers that that want to be leaders as well. And you've got experienced leadership in Taraja Mitchell coming from another program where he was a captain, and guys have gravitated toward him already. Um, you get a little of the old, you get a little new way to think, uh, take and look at things. And I think that there has been more of a buy-in this time around. And I guess I kind of expected that to be the case, and I'm just I'm glad to see it come true. If you have a question or a comment for Sean, call us up, 392-8255, as he visits with us before the Gators fly out uh, to Dallas and then uh, get over to Salt Lake. Um, you know, Sean, it's interesting to me, too, uh, when you look at the landscape of the SEC, uh you know, Georgia is the clear favorite here. But, boy, there's a lot of teams. You know, LSU's up there, Alabama. Maybe, a lot of teams in that middle tier, isn't there, where, you know, a, a break here, a, a bad break there could make you go from nine wins to maybe six or seven wins. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, You know, the, there's no putt out there now where your buddy doesn't say, ah, pick it up, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think those days are over in the SEC. I was just talking – um, with J.C. Deacon, as a matter of fact. He was asking about the team not but a half an hour ago, and we got to talking about the schedule. And I said, you know, it used to be you could kind of maybe mark down a Kentucky as, yep, yeah, win, Missouri win, South Carolina maybe to some extent. I, I just I don't see this right now. You're at Missouri this year. Kentucky is the new Kentucky. But let's not forget, Vanderbilt beat you last year. Um, I don't see that repeating itself, but those days of maybe marking down a couple of dubs here as you try to project the schedule, I I think they're over. And and therefore it makes this year awfully tough and next year just maybe the toughest schedule I've ever seen in college football. Steve, you've been around this program way longer than me, obviously. But, man, I'd be hard-pressed to to go back through the annals and find two – consecutive seasons that were this difficult in Florida football history. Two consecutive, yes. Because of what you're referring to, yes. 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 Um, yeah. I, I want, we've not had a chance to speak, um, and a lot has happened in the college football landscape, Sean, over the summer. Um, conferences changing, all of that. I, I think I, we're both kind of traditionalists. We both love the fabric of the college game. As you've seen all of this change and all this stuff transpire What's gone through your mind? Yeah, I, a little bit of mourning, maybe. I'm mourning a little bit that college football is not going to be the same, you know, that it was. And I, maybe that's my age. You, you refer to us as kind of being old souls. But, you know, there was something unique about whether it be the rivalries that have been in place for so long or, you know, that, that idea that the winner of the Pac-12 and the winner of the Big Ten would meet up in the Rose Bowl. But, you know, that started to fade away when we got to a playoff, which – but the benefits of the playoff outweighed the traditional Rose Bowl matchup, right? And so there's that in play. I I also need to remind myself that things do change. This is the entertainment business at the end of the day. Um, the, the television landscape has changed. 
a lot of things have changed, and so therefore, inevitably, you're going to get some shifting. Seismic shifting like this, man, I'm not so sure I saw this coming. And I'm not so sure you or I could sit here and predict what this is going to look like in three years, five years. Yeah. All I know is next year the SEC changes two additional teams. Florida and others in this conference are insulated a little bit from this because of what the SEC has established itself as and their stability probably projected moving forward. Um, but we're going to go to a 12-team playoff next year. And, yeah, I can mourn all these changes, but I'm excited about that. I think that's a good thing. Um, the collapse of the Pac-12 is what hurts me a little bit more than anything else. Um, some of the travel that's going to go on with a lot of the Olympic sports is going to be silly, if not ultra-challenging. Um, and we're going to lose some of the rivalry games, too. But, look, I, I like the fact that Florida goes to Texas next year. Um, that'll be cool. New place to go see. Um, so I, I'm kind of taking it on both sides of the fence there, Steve, in a lot of ways. But yeah. I lean more toward I'm disappointed that it's going to probably come down to two or three super conferences. Um, I, I like the pro game. I like the pro game because of what the pro game is. I like the college game because of what uniquely the college game is. I don't want to see one come closer to the other. And we're going to have a little bit of that with some rule changes this year. And and now if we get toward, you know, almost an old AFC, NFC look, uh, you know, in college football too. So that, that's where it is. Uh, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad the Gators are in the SEC because otherwise it could be a little bit of a white-knuckle ride for a lot of folks. All right, last thing for you here. Um, in Sean Kelly's crystal ball – Complete the the following sentence, Sean. If Florida is to win this game, what are some keys to the Gators getting that done in your view? I think with a little bit of a new-look offensive line, establishing some kind of a a ground game, get them in a rhythm, do a little road grading, I think goes a long way. Um, Graham Mertz uh, throwing better than 53%, which we all endured for all of last season. I think that's going to be good. And then, look, can the defense get off the field on third down? And not third and one, third and nine, third, third and anything. <laughs> be better be better on that front. I think they will be. Um, get through a little bit of the elevation problem at the start of the game. Uh, my experience going out there for so many years of the NBA is that it's a rough go at the start, and then once guys kind of get through, the NBA guys call it the burn. Once they get through that burn, um, then everything kind of settles in. So, you know, try and just get through that first little bit, get adjusted, and, and settle in. I, I'm with everybody else that I've been around here of late, and maybe even Vegas is online with us too, but I think this is going to be a, a close game, much like it was a year ago, and I do think the Gators win. I really do. I got a good feeling about how this starts. Okay. Well, we hope that does, in fact, happen. Safe travel, Sean. I appreciate you doing this, man. Thanks for coming on. And thank you. And you all be safe back here, too. Let's hope that we all get back together again over the weekend and take a deep breath and celebrate a win. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Sean. Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators, joining us here on Sports Scene. He gets to go out and watch uh, a good football game take place, we hope, between Florida and Utah. 1245 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation. And coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida.
You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, serving Gainesville and the surrounding areas for over 40 years. Since the Cousins family opened their doors, they have only done one thing. The best in late model, low mileage vehicles. That's it. That's all they've done. But if you go around town, look at the cars in front of you, alongside of you, there's a really good chance you're going to see a tag that says Southeast Car Agency, just like my vehicle has. The reason? Trust, longevity, and the fact that their vehicles are really good. The big selection they've got, the widest selection they've got to give you a better choice to purchase the vehicle you want at the price you're looking to pay. You can go check them out online, secars.com. Go see them in person in Gainesville at Northeast 39th Avenue. Check out the vehicles, test drive them, and their sales staff is always there to help you out. They're good people. They will make your car purchase as smooth as it can be. And remember, if you go see them in person, you got to tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Scorching hot car interiors can cause devastating injuries or worse in just a matter of minutes. Take extra care in making sure your whole family is out of the car before leaving. Put your purse, wallet, or phone in the back seat as a reminder. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, call 911 immediately. Remember, there's no excuse for leaving anyone behind. Go to flhsmv.gov slash child safety for more info. That's flhsmv.gov. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Dave Neal from the SEC Network will join us top of the hour. 
And then our Megan Borowski from the UF Weather Center will talk to us live in studio uh, in about uh, 30 minutes as uh, she'll give us a live update on this uh, impending weather we are about to have. In the meantime, let's talk some sports with you. I I know a lot of you are worried about this storm, as am I, but let's just try to forget it and talk a little sports here. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Henry says, Gators have number one difficulty of schedule. Dogs are number 30. With decent players, any team at number 30 will do very well. So let's not listen to the greatness of the dogs just saying. Well, let's flip this around. If, if, the, if the Gators had the number 30 strength of schedule and they went out and won a national championship, would you not say the Gators were great? Just asking. I know it's Georgia, and I get that. But, and, and yes, but, but Georgia has played good schedules in the past. Just, and they also had a team, I think it was Oklahoma State, they had to cancel the game. So they did have them on the schedule as opposed to a cupcake they had to put on it because that game was canceled. Uh, Larry says, help me understand how you can be optimistic about a team whose combined offenses scored all of 17 points in the spring game. Well, I can think of two reasons right away. One, I've never seen a spring game where defenses were allowed to blitz corners and things like that, ever. That's one of the reasons why spring games have a lot of points because the defenses are so vanilla. They were not vanilla in the spring game. The defense has been so bad here. I think Billy Napier's thought process and Armstrong's thought process, Larry, was we've got to give them some confidence. Even if it's a spring game, we have to give them some confidence. We have to learn how to run our schemes, et cetera. That's that's A. B, uh, how many more snaps, how many more reps has this team taken with uh, Graham Mertz than they did in the spring? You would think it would be better. So if you're looking for the – it's either glass half full or glass half empty, and if it's glass half full, Larry, that's what I would say to you would be something you'd look at. Uh, Stephen asked a good question. Will the playbook be bigger for our offense than last year with Anthony? Probably. Probably. Yes. That's not a knock on AR. I just think it will be different. Todd says, three keys to the game. Heavy use of the running backs, not just run middle, maybe use screens and swing passes. Offensive scheme, have Mertz manage the game, not forcing him into uncomfortable throws. Defense, tackle, 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 and get third down stops. Yep, that's Florida has been abysmal at third down stops. No doubt. Williams says, my thoughts on the depth chart. Your guy Herm Edwards said it best. If the young guys are even close to the older guard, you play the young guy. Wish more coaches would take that viewpoint. You mentioned Frazier. This is going to sound harsh. Would have not hurt my feelings if he didn't play a down. Nothing personal, but he's had three to four years to make plays. Hasn't shown that. Same thing at Star. If we see Hill and Perkins continue to struggle, put Denson out there. I have patience for a lot this year, but watching older guys perform poorly is not one of them. Well, you, you may see a different tact there with a different coordinator um, and a little bit, I think, a little bit more depth when it comes to, okay, 
I can get this guy in the game and uh, I might not lose as much as, you know, um, as possibly before. But again, the starters defensively, redshirt sophomore, junior, redshirt freshman, or, well, it's either Banks or McClellan, but McClellan might not play, but he's a sophomore. Yuman Mielin's a junior. Scooby Williams is a redshirt sophomore. Shamar James is a sophomore. Scooby Williams, a redshirt sophomore. Jaden Hill, a redshirt junior with Perkins behind. Well, it's, it's an or there. Uh, Jason Marshall's a junior. Uh, Mitchell is a sophomore. Uh, Castell is a freshman. And Jalen Kimber is a redshirt junior if he starts. So there you go. And there's a lot of ors here, right, which means those guys probably will play. Because Scooby Williams, Mitchell, Wingo, you'd think those guys would play. Um, You know, Hill, Perkins, probably both play. Hype. Will the Harbaugh suspension affect them? No, I don't think it will affect them because of who they play. If they played a better team, perhaps, um, I think they're for. If they don't get hurt, they're for real. Uh, they got a, a running back who they didn't think was going to be back in quorum. He's, he's back. Uh, their quarterback is really good. Uh, their defense is good. They, they've got a chance. They've, they've got a chance to not only be in the playoff, but to win the thing. If they, if they stay healthy. And remember, you can't take for granted you're going to beat Ohio State. But a lot of people have, Andrew, Michigan and Ohio State both being in the playoff because a lot of people think they'll be unbeaten when they finally meet. And if that's the case, unless it's just a blowout, if, if you know, Ohio State beats Michigan 40-3 to and Michigan has one loss, could that affect things? Maybe. But I don't think that's going to happen when they meet. Um, and I – but it's a long season. Who gets hurt? Who does what? Uh, we just we just don't know uh, at this point. Uh, Bill says, well, uh, Bill, I already answered this, but I guess he just maybe uh, tuned in. We will not have a show tomorrow because of the storm. We're going to bring you storm updates, storm coverage uh, about what's happening in the area. We do plan on having a normal day Thursday here, except for football coverage. We'll do the first and 10 pregame show at 1 o'clock on Thursday. We'll join the network pregame show at 5. We will not have a postgame show Thursday night. Instead, we will have that on Sports Scene on Friday, just because of the lateness of the game. So mark those down on your calendars. That is what we are uh, planning on doing. We're going to pick up the Rays game tonight as well. We're not going to be covering uh, Gator Volleyball. So we'll have the Rays game tonight as well. So we hope that uh, you'll listen. And we've got uh, LSU Florida State coming up as well later on in the weekend and some college, other college football games too. 
Uh, last email of the hour. <laughs> it's just funny. Harold says, how many sports teams have you done either in a tropical storm or a hurricane? I don't know. A few. And it's usually like this. I mean, think about it. You're two days before the opening game and nobody's calling to talk about this game. Nobody. Why? Well, in part because you're worried about what the hell's going to happen with a storm. And I totally understand it, but usually the first or second week of a football season, we get something like this. It just seems like clockwork, we get it. So I don't know how many. I never stopped to think how many, but a few. And it's it's eerily similar that you almost forget the football part of it because, you know, of what's happening. And that makes just total sense. So that's why tomorrow we're going to bring you coverage of the storm, anything else that's going on. We'll keep you abreast of that. Uh, our thanks to Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators, for being with us in this hour. Next hour, three guests. Megan Borowski will join us in 20 minutes from the UF Weather Center. She will update you on the latest with the storm. Uh, Dave Neal from the SEC Network joins us top of the hour. And then Brad Spielberger will talk a little NFL. Teams, by the way, getting down to their 53-man rosters today by 4 p.m., so three more hours to get that done. And before you know it, the NFL season is going to be cranking up, too. And by the way, congratulations to the Gator women's cross-country team. They were picked preseason to finish first in the SEC. They haven't been picked to finish first very much in their history, but they have been this year because Parker Volvi is back, who won the individual title last year. Hour 2 of Sports Team coming up ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Get ready for International Diamond Center's biggest ever designer bridal event. Featuring the entire collections from the nation's top two designers, Takori and Viraggio, come together on the IDC stage next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th. See hundreds of new spectacular rings and get 36 months zero interest financing. See the entire collection from Takori. Exquisite handcrafted rings from true artisans in California. And coming in from New York, see all the latest from Viraggio. Unique, distinctive, and personalized. Find the ring of your dreams and enjoy three years, zero interest financing. Plus, at this event, when you buy any Takori or Viraggio ring, IDC will give you a $500 gift card. Buy the matching wedding band and get a $1,000 gift card. Don't miss this remarkable opportunity to see and compare the world's top two ring designers side by side. And let IDC's experts help you match up the most perfect diamond for the ring you fall in love with. Don't miss this unprecedented event next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Approved credit. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? 
The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays, and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. 800-571-7025. And let Best Med Care do the work for you. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Zach, our producer today, uh, we appreciate his work. Uh, and we are hoping that you will talk a little sports with us in this hour. The numbers to call, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, interesting college football note, Jim Harbaugh, uh, who's been suspended, uh, can't coach his team, he uh, began his news conference with like this six- or seven-minute rant advocating for revenue sharing with student-athletes. Um, very interesting. He, he brought this up before, but apparently he wanted to use his forum to discuss that today, and of course he won't be coaching as well. We're going to talk a little SEC football specifically and maybe the national college football landscape with a guy I've known for a long time. You see and hear him regularly covering a lot of sports on the SEC Network. Dave Neal joins us. Dave, good to talk to you. How are you? Steve, great, man. Thanks for uh, having me on. Excited about the week. Uh, football's finally here, right? Uh, you Boy, you bet. Uh, although, you know, the storm here is taking a little away from that, but we'll get through this as we have before. Um, let me ask this, Dave. We've both seen a lot of SEC football and you know, the league has never been better. Texas, Oklahoma are going to come in. In the Dave Neal 50,000-foot view here of the league before the season starts, what do you see? Oh, I see. Uh, I, I mean, I guess that's a, that's a broad question. I see a lot, first of all. <laughs> a lot to digest in here. Uh, you know, I, I listen, my focus and, and kind of if you want to look at big picture is I'm looking at like a lot of people, but I'm looking at Alabama in, in one sense that does Nick Saban still have one more run in him? I, I, I'm curious. I think a lot of people probably ask that question. Um, I think that they're going to be different than they've been in the last few years uh, in how they play. I think they're going to look a lot like they did 10 years ago. Um when they were just mashing the football down people's throats, a lot of play action stuff. I think they're probably going to maybe get back to that a little bit more. Um, I, I just, I just wonder if that still works in today's game. Um, and I wonder if coach still has that, whatever that it is that he brings to the table. Um, you know, I think to me that 
that's a big story. And the other one I think that people talk about a lot is can Georgia be one of the first teams and the first team in modern era college football to win three in a row? And is Kirby have the magic potion again, having to make uh, you know a change in his quarterback spot, some changes with that team, um, and some skill spots? But um, you know, I think those are probably my two biggest things that I'm I'm, I'm looking at from a from a league perspective, um, and also. You know, I, I'm also wondering uh, what the playoff, as I digest what it looked like in 2024, um, as we make a change from a 14 to a 12 team and how that impacts this league. Those are all questions I think that you start thinking about as you look to the future, uh, and especially with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league. So there's a lot going on i mean i could that's a question i could talk about for 14 hours probably just <laughs> you know you get so immersed in this stuff yes you do over the summer there's just so many things you think about it's interesting now look trying to figure nick saban out is like trying to figure out the pythagorean theorem you, you i can't he didn't release a formal depth chart and he says after all these years that it creates distractions in the locker room vintage saban is it not it is, and I, there are two things that come to mind. First of all, as, a, as an announcer who, and, and I think you probably are the same way, Steve, like, like my job, kind of like how I prepare, depends on a depth <laughs> Yes, job. it does. <laughs> it sure I does. Need some help. Uh, I've got Kentucky this weekend, and, and luckily Coach Stoops was kind enough to, to release the depth chart. <laughs> I, you know, I was looking at Florida's depth chart a couple days ago. I mean, uh, that's just a tool of our trade. Uh, I think, though, I, I laugh and I joke, and I'm glad I don't have Alabama's opening game, but I, I, I think it also speaks to a bigger question is maybe he doesn't have any of those answers yet um, of who to put where. And I can't – he's not a guy that I would think would care about somebody's feelings. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, there's got to be more to this than just, hey, I, I don't want to, you know, cause any more issues in my locker room. Um, it, it's just bizarre to me that a guy like that – would approach it that way. But, you know, blame Jim Harbaugh. He started doing this a couple of years ago, and, um, you know, some other guys have kind of jumped on that bandwagon. Um, I don't like it. I think it's just college football, you know, feelings kind of get put on the back burner or should be. But I think that, you know, maybe it's a different day than you and I are used to and kids are more sensitive and um, can't handle it. I don't know. It is it is bizarre. But, again, it's, it's hard to figure him out sometimes. Let me ask you about a couple of teams because, I, you know, in, over the course of a long summer when you're asking, you know, people who listen, what do you think of this team or that team? Tennessee is an intriguing team to me. You know, Hypo's done a nice job, and we all know the job Hendon Hooker did. Milton was really good in the bowl game, but there are doubters. You know, he's lost a starting job a couple of times, you know, all of that. What Does Tennessee take a step back? This year, Dave, or is is Tennessee under Heupel, you know, a pretty consistent bunch? I, you know, I I think they're going to be pretty consistent. Um, taking that next step for them, though, Steve, is a really elevated step because now their next step is winning the East, which means now you got to beat Georgia. Um, and I, you know, I don't know that they're capable of that just yet. Um, I think they're pushing that threshold. Um, but I'm with you, and I've said this uh, numerous times about Joe Milton. Um, yes, a lot to like about the way he finished the season last year when Hooker was hurt and Hinton Hooker, and it, it was just phenomenal. I mean, really one of the great stories 
of college football last year and how he performed and led that team. And uh, and Joe Milton is a guy that has a great skill set. We've talked about it for a couple of years now. I mean, talked about it before he even transferred into Tennessee, about how it's just he's just so talented. But I'm with you that I, I'm going to need to see a little bit more before I'm all in on can he run this offense like it looked under Hendon Hooker. I'm not so sure through a – SE eight game SEC schedule that you're going to see that type of play. Is there enough there defensively to help keep them in some games if it isn't as explosive as it was a year ago? Because I mean, let's face it. There, I mean, if you were an opposing quarterback, you just licked your chops when you saw Tennessee on the schedule. Um, so I, I'm kind of on that fence with Tennessee. I, I, I do think that they're now a capable contender. I just don't know if they're able to push that button and, and move Georgia out of the way just yet. Um, but, look, I think the league's better when Tennessee's good. Love them or hate them, I think the, I think the league is just better. And it's like Florida, man. you got to get Florida back, too. As somebody that sits here and watches SEC football and doesn't have a favorite one way or the other, I need Florida to be good. It helps my Saturdays, man, when Florida's playing well, just to be as, as a fan of the league. So, um, you know, obviously, I hope the Gators can certainly get things going in the right direction um, uh, here in a couple of days to get things started off on the right foot. But uh, Tennessee is my is, is my is my is my team that I think is there, but maybe not quite there. Dave Neal, our guest, play-by-play voice, longtime play-by-play voice on the SEC Network. Uh, you know, Dave, the league is so good, and Oklahoma and Texas are about to enter it. There's a whole bunch of te- you know if you look at Georgia and you look at Alabama and maybe LSU there's a bunch of teams maybe Florida in there Carolina in there that middle tier where you look at what team is going to bust out of that you kind of mentioned Florida in a couple of years if those team which of those teams do you think or maybe Kentucky could maybe make a move into that you know upper third of the league well, I, I will say this, that I think the resources and, and where Florida is, I think that just the Gators, just as an outsider, man, you know, I'm not there every day, and I don't get that vibe, that Gator vibe, but as somebody that sits here on the periphery and understands what Florida is and should be, uh, I, I think it's only a matter of time before the Gators get back in the mix of this thing. There is too much there. There's too much, whether it's support from outside the administration, inside the building. Um, there's support from high school coaches. There's there's just too much for them to be kind of mired in the middle of this league. And I expect that to change. Uh, I am a huge fan of Billy Napier. I, I just, I, I, you know, I, I had him a couple of times uh, when he was at Louisiana and, and just loved everything about him. I loved the operation. I, the kids loved him. And you know, I just think it's only a matter of time and before the Gators get back into this conversation. Um, I think that they're mired right there with, with the Kentuckys of the world right now, and that's hard to say. You know, you start thinking about the history of this team and, um, and where they have been the last few decades, and I know it's been kind of a roller coaster ride a little bit, but when they're good, man, they're really good. And I think that uh, they're just kind of nipping at the heels. And the other team that I think has a chance, Maybe not this year, but I think moving forward, I, you know, we got to keep an eye on Arkansas, and they're always going to be kind of, kind of that team that you don't talk a whole lot about because of LSU and Alabama, maybe even Auburn in that. And but I think that they have an opportunity um, 
to make some strides. And I know that they're kind of they scud a little bit last year, and this year probably going to have a tough time getting past the LSUs and the Alabamas of the world. But I think that's another team in the next two, three years that will have an opportunity to um, make a move up the pecking order a little bit. Let me end with this. I just had Sean Kelly on, and we were lamenting about – well, not lamenting, discussing about, you know, where – college football is now with all the change day that we just saw you know from last season to this season conference realignment you know all these teams the demise of the Pac-12 you've been around the game a long time what are your thoughts as we start another college football season in terms of the future of the sport well first off let me just say that being an SEC guy for the last this is my 26 sixth year I think of calling football in this league yeah Um, it's been a long time and um, I think that the Southeastern Conference in this ever-changing landscape of college football is probably the most stable of any league out there and I include the Big Ten I mean you see what they're doing bringing in some West Coast teams and it may benefit them more than we know but I just think that the stability of this you know, starting with Commissioner Kramer's when I first started getting involved with the league, uh, Commissioner Slide to Commissioner Sankey now, um, the leadership of this league has certainly uh, helped it be, become what it is, and that is, to me, the most powerful football conference in the country and will be for the foreseeable future. Just adding Texas Oklahoma, and Oklahoma certainly, I think, have helped that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they fit into the mix, but I, you know, I, I think any of us understand and appreciate the way, you know, the, the way those two programs run and operate and their fan bases and stuff. It seems to me like it's a natural fit for the mm-hmm. Southeastern Conference, but time will tell. But Steve, I, 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 I'm not a fan of the way it's going, um, but I think it's inevitable. But I love where the Southeastern Conference is. I wish the league would eventually go to a nine-game schedule. Um, I, you know, heck, I would love to go to a ten. The best year I had calling football games, and I hate to say this because it was such a bad time for the country, but the COVID, the COVID year, year we had yeah. the conference games, man, it was every Saturday was just awesome football. Um, every game was just just magnified because it was a league game, and it was a great year, and everybody got through it just fine. I wish we'd go back to that especially since I opened up with Ball State in Kentucky. I'd love to have that extra conference game on my, on my radar. Uh, but anyway, I just think I, I, I don't like it, but I feel good about where the Southeastern Conference is in terms of moving forward um, and the opportunity to win championships because that's what it's about. You want to win national championships, you want to league championships, and I, and, and, um, I, I think this, uh, this league is in a good, good place moving forward. It's been a pleasure to talk to you again, Dave, and I appreciate you taking the time as the year goes on this year. Hope to get you back uh, talking to the SEC. I didn't realize it had been that long. Congratulations to you, man. God bless you, and thanks for taking the time. Steve, appreciate it. Always love talking with you, and I uh, hope to see you soon, buddy. You got it, Dave. Thank you. Dave Neal does football broadcasts, basketball broadcasts, baseball broadcasts, and does a great job with the SEC Network. All right. The Storm. Megan Borowski is going to be here from the UF Weather Center to update you live next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays and zero dollar deductible don't gamble speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you call 800-571-7025 that's 800-571-7025 800-571-7025 and let best med care do the work for you hey it's steve russell for dick mondell's burgers and fries it's key lime shake season try one right now and try the herb chicken burger the house-made veggie burger and my favorite a florida raised beef original big dick with hot fries open seven days a week worthwhile wholesome fast food dick mondell's burgers and fries college football fans DraftKings sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't miss offer to start the season new customers can bet just five dollars on college football and score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly anything can happen in college football the only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings sportsbook download the DraftKings sportsbook app use the code patrick new customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on college football that's code patrick only on DraftKings sportsbook gambling problem call 1-800-GAM or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? 
The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays, and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. 800-571-7025. And let Best Med Care do the work for you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF continues to track Hurricane Idalia. Here is the latest from the Storm Center, courtesy of Radiant Credit Union, Conrad Tree Service, and Caribbean Electric. I'm Ryan Vasquez. Florida Fire Marshal and Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas is warning Floridians as they prepare for Hurricane Idalia to be especially careful using generators. I think with Hurricane Ian, I think we had eight deaths that were attributed to misusing of generators. Uh, Generators produce carbon monoxide and you can't take a chance of allowing this odorless gas to take advantage of and you succumb. Petronas says every severe storm is different and wants to make sure Floridians are prepared for anything. Stay with us for the latest. I'm Ryan Vasquez. This has been a Hurricane Idalia update from the Storm Center on the campus of the University of Florida, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. And we follow up Ryan's report. Uh, with a live update on the storm itself. And uh, Megan Borowski from our UF Weather Center has been putting in long hours, as she normally does when something like this happens. Mm -hmm. Well, Megan, it's getting closer, obviously, so I'll let you take it away. Give us the latest here. Yeah, so uh, as of the 11 o'clock update from the National Hurricane Center, we're actually waiting for another one to come in over the next half hour or so. But uh, Idalia, Category 1 hurricane, became a hurricane this morning at 5 o'clock. 85 mile an hour winds, pressure continues to drop and it's moving northward at about 14 miles an hour. So what we're looking at over the next 24 hours is it'll move north, it'll parallel the Florida Peninsula um, as it moves northward and then landfall tomorrow morning along the Big Bend, uh, likely a couple hours after sunrise. During the time between now and landfall, we're looking at it intensifying into potentially a major hurricane. So probably category three, and that uh, is based off of winds. So winds between 111 miles an hour, 129 miles an hour. That's the window there. Um, and really, if you are anywhere from Apalachicola all the way down to Cedar Key, you've got to be on high alert. And I'm urging everybody I can talk to, to if you're right on the coast, get out. If there's an evacuation order, get out. Especially the nature coast, we're looking at um, upwards of 15 feet potentially oh. of storm surge. Jeez. And that is the killer. From, from tropical cyclones, from s- tropical storms and hurricanes, storm surge flooding is the killer. So please, this is an unprecedented situation. If you are in those regions that I just mentioned, get out. The The window for evacuating is closing uh, as Idalia continues to move northward through the Gulf of Mexico. Um, I do want to just tap on alerts right now. 
Uh, Alachua County, the entirety of Alachua County is under a hurricane warning. Um, the western half of Marion County under a hurricane warning and all those counties right along the Gulf Coast are under a hurricane warning. Farther east, tropical storm warning, but even as you get to the Jacksonville area, the Atlantic coastline, we're still going to get impacts because this thing is going to start to curve to the northeast after it makes landfall. And, you know, we've got a lot of different hazards um, that this will pose. So we've got the storm surge flooding right along the coast. We've got those strong winds, hurricane force winds, and then it, is, it moves inland tropical storm force winds, heavy rainfall. And then the other thing is we're going to be on the eastern side of the circulation of this storm. Um, the outer bands will be wrapping ashore tonight and tomorrow. And with that, we can get rotating thunderstorms. And with that comes the risk of tornadoes. So overnight tonight, tomorrow, throughout the day tomorrow, even tomorrow night is the we just get lashed by those lingering bands. We could get uh, tornado spin-ups. And so there's a lot of different hazards. You need to know what to do if a warning is issued for that hazard. So, for example, tornado warning, get to the lowermost level of a building, interior most room in that building. Flash flood warning, you want to do the opposite. You want to seek higher ground. So knowing what alerts are issued and knowing how to act to keep yourself safe is something that is so important right now. Um, and, and just I'm encouraging everybody to keep watching the forecast, keep listening to officials as this event evolves because it, it is evolving. I may ask you the dumbest question you're ever going to no get. No dumb questions. In, in the one meteorology class I took at Florida. Yeah. When somebody like, okay, tornado watch mm -hmm. and then there's a the, there's a dot, dot, dot. Right. Right. Tornado warning is right. obviously more mm -hmm. severe. Mm -hmm. There's a hurricane warning. Right. Does that mean? So um, for the hurricane warning, that means we're expecting hurricane conditions oh, within okay. a smaller amount of time. So the watch is issued to give us more time to be like, okay, within the next, I believe it's 48, and it's, I haven't had time to look it up. It's more of a, a timing thing. If we're expecting hurricane conditions over the next 48 hours, and then with hurricane warning, it's within the, the next 38, uh, 36 hours. Don't quote me on that, but the, it's it's more of a timing thing. But um, yeah, so we're expecting those uh, hurricane force winds. Okay. So. And then if you're in Alachua County mm -hmm. or a neighboring county, yeah. and I've, I've gotten emails, texts, when's it going to hit? When's it going to, so when's it going <laughs> to hit, Megan? <laughs> well, it depends on what condition you're, you're looking at hitting. If you're looking at landfall, that eye wall coming ashore and moving inland, that's going to be tomorrow morning. I, I'm not going to give you the hour and the minute because that's going to change. Yeah. Um, but likely between six and nine tomorrow morning um give it give or take a few hours so that's when the eye wall and again you have the strongest winds right around the eye wall that's when that will come ashore but you know we're already seeing an increase in cloud cover um but you know we'll have the chance for those outer bands wrapping toward us tonight so an increased chance for showers and thunderstorms uh winds will likely start to pick up over alachua county um tomorrow morning around dawn and then throughout the day, expect those outer bands to continue to give us pulses of heavy rainfall. And the final thing, if I'm wrong, but it looks like this is a pretty quick moving. Should it get out of here pretty quickly? It should be by, you know, tomorrow night we'll likely still be dealing with the, the tail of those outer bands. But I would say by Thursday, this thing is over the Carolinas and it's going to get kind of scooped eastward out toward Bermuda. Poor Bermuda is dealing with Franklin and then it's going to have to potentially deal with the remnants of uh, Edalia. And then we have another tropical depression that just formed. So. Oh, but that'll stay out to sea. That's not going to be a problem for us, but I'm watching it anyway because that's okay. my job. And then hopefully, on a brighter note, mm -hmm. on Thursday, mm -hmm. Megan's back to give a weather forecast in yes. Utah. Yes, and so hopefully everything will be hunky-dory for that and we won't have anything upsetting to talk about. It's always nice to give a, a good forecast and something that, that people are, are excited about rather than 
you know, having to alert alert folks. But that's what I'm here for is to get the word out and keep people safe. No doubt. And again, if, you, if you've not been a regular listener, Megan is kind enough to come up during all of football season. She'll give us the forecast for home games and give us the forecast for the away games. So uh, try to get whatever sleep you can get, and uh, we will talk soon. Stay safe. Thanks, Steve. Megan Borowski, UF weather forecaster, does a great job and gives you the latest on this, uh, what could be a very dangerous storm. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We're going to talk with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus next, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. When you're clocking out and happy hours already started, but you're clocking out and happy hours already started. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Secret offers, guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit slofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Up to 44% of veterans say re-entry into civilian life was difficult. 20% say they experienced depression, and 6,000 vets complete suicide every year. At the Florida Veterans Support Line, over 300 veterans like you call every week for resources, referrals, and support. Veteran peers are here to take your call. One is here right now, ready to talk. 
you are not alone. Call 1-844-MYFLVET or visit myflvet.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. We continue to monitor Idalia today. The storm entering the Gulf of Mexico expected to intensify as it spends time over the Gulf. In north central Florida, cloudy skies today, an increasing chance for downpours and thunderstorms tonight. Overnight tonight into tomorrow, Idalia expected to make landfall with the nature coast. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. The Utes kickoff is two days away right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 8.50 a.m. WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Thank you, Sean. Gators getting set to take off today for Dallas and then uh, head to Utah for the game. Brad Spielberger has been kind enough to join us from Pro Football Folks to talk a little National Football League, and he is here now. Brad, it's cut down day to day, and uh, are you a fan of this, you know, one, one, it used to be there'd be several days where the teams would cut down. Now it's just one. I kind of like this. Do you? Yeah, no, I can tell you, I, I think the teams like it as well. Ability to carry 90-man rosters through the preseason. Uh, you know, you can avoid playing some more important contributors in the later games. You obviously get a better look at more and more players. And then we get the last 48 hours, which is some mayhem, some trades, all sorts <laughs> yeah. of things. Um, yeah, I think it's fun. Anything surprise you to this point? Not really. Uh, I think so far it's been pretty you know, straightforward. Uh, I think we knew there was always going to be some kicker movement as those battles come down to the wire and some teams cut some players. Um, you know, the biggest trade so far, probably Carlos Boogie Basham, the former second-round pick of the Bills, going to the New York Giants. I think he was going to be the odd man out in Buffalo. They obviously added some depth there this offseason with guys like Leonard Floyd. And then in New York, where GM Joe Shane, who was the assistant GM with the Bills, played a role in drafting Boogie Basham, uh, you know, brings him to the Giants, who definitely need some more edge rusher pieces. So that's about the biggest news of the day, and, and I wouldn't really call it you know, too surprising. Um, now when the rosters are set, uh, obviously we get set to start uh, the regular season. A lot of people think from a fan perspective that exhibition games are meaningless, but they're important to coaches as far as player evaluation and making the rosters, right? No doubt about it. Yeah, no, it is. You obviously have a general idea of how the roster is going to shake out. Let's say, you know, 40 spots could be set. But you then, I think, in particular with special teams, which is always underrated in football and matters a great deal to these coaching staffs, um, it's how, you know, your wide receiver six, your corner six, your safety five, or, you know, go down the list, how all of those spots get filled out. I think you see that in the preseason. You put some good film on tape. You do some good things. And also, of course, are a solid depth option at your actual position. Um, no, these, ga- these games matter. Um, when you look at uh, the arguing the most, position, most important position in sports, quarterbacks, um, 
it seems to me now the backup quarterback is really important because of the injury situation at that position. Who is in, you know, Lance getting traded? Who is in the best shot? I think Will Greer, I'm, I'm being a little biased because he played here, but he had a pretty good preseason. Who is in pretty good shape as far as a number two if number one goes down? Yeah, you know, I think more and more teams have started to realize and understand the value in a good backup. I think it does kind of trace back to the Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, but also what they did even before that is they've just realized over the course of the last 15, 20 years, you know, it was a quote from Howie Roseman, their general manager, who said, I'm in the quarterback development business. Like, that, that is what I do at my foundation because, I mean, look at the Patriots. You get a second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, a third- or fourth-round pick for Jacoby Brissett. Like, even if the guys don't play for you, they retain so much value. So, yeah, you know, I think all teams across the NFL take it more seriously now. Uh, I guess I'll go to one just because, you know, the Florida connection. I do think Anthony Richardson is going to start right away and probably keep the job the whole year long. But, you know, Gardner Mitchell has shown to be a good best league. Came in last year against a good Dallas Cowboys defense and scored was it, over 30 points in, in, that, in that Christmas Eve game. Um, you know, I, I, I like their situation where you have a guy who's seen a lot, played a lot, you know, a, a good locker room presence for the rookie in Anthony Richardson. What happens, Brad, with Jonathan Taylor if they can't come to an agreement with anybody? You know, I still think that is the most likely outcome. Uh, I'm probably on an island at this point with that. It does seem like there's a lot of you know, reporting of progress. I, I haven't heard anything personally. And I think, look, you, there, there is no holdout threat. I mean, if they really want to get Taylor's camp, wants to get ugly with it, the Colts could, you know, toll his contract to where he is not a free agent after the year, where he's just under the fourth year of his deal again next year. Like, if they really want to play hardball, all the chips and all the leverage are on the side of the team. So if no trade comes through today, um, you know, in the next two hours, really, because Taylor has to be activated off of the PUP list by 4 p.m., otherwise he can't play for a month. Um, if that doesn't happen in the next two hours, I think he'll continue to kind of ruffle some feathers, and then he'll be there for week one. Uh, let me ask about some teams, because, look, the preseason, as far as record, doesn't really mean anything but was there a team, Brad, in the preseason that you looked at and went, hmm, maybe they're a little bit better than I thought? Or a team you looked at and said, I'm not as high on them now as I was, you know, when camps opened? Yeah, I guess I'll go to one for, for better than I expected. I, I did like Washington's defense a lot. I think they really might have a top five defensive unit in the entire NFL. But I just didn't know what to make of Sam Howell. Obviously, we saw him play one game last year against Dallas. He does have a, a strong arm. He does have some running ability. But I really wasn't sure what to make of, you know, his, his ability in this offense. And he looks really, really good. I mean, even particularly throwing just 10-plus yards downfield, completed over 70% of his passes, was accurate, was on time, was spreading the football around to a lot of different receivers. So, you know, I don't think they're a contender or anything, but I think they are a team that could go about 500 um, and, and surprise some people. And then in the inverse – you know, I, I just uh, – the New England Patriots defense, I think, is going to be good again. But that offense, you know, even with Bill O'Brien, who I do think is a massive upgrade at the offensive coordinator spot, I just really have not been impressed with their weapons, you know, around Mac Jones or their offensive line. I don't really like either. So, 
you know, hopefully they figure it out. But I'm not super optimistic about the offensive side of the ball in particular in New England. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus, joining us here on Sports Scene, talking NFL. Um, you know, slowly but surely, I've become a real believer in Jacksonville. I mean, the, the, the coach turned it around last year after the, the debacle with Urban there. Uh, I think this group's for real. Do you? I do. I, you know, I certainly um, – and I think there really is potential for them to be, you know, a true contender. I still think the defense, you know, needs to mature a little bit. I'm not sure they need to add talent so much as just see growth from a lot of the young players on the unit. But, but also we do look into adding another pass rusher, um, in particular off the edge. But, yeah, I mean, you're seeing this roster where they're having tough decisions of who to keep because they have so much talent at wide receiver um, and all these things. Look, the offensive line's a little shaky. They got to get healthy. They got to get Cam Robinson back from suspension, and the defense needs to get better. But, but you're really nitpicking there. I think this is going to be a very good football team. Last thing, I, I think from a fan perspective, I've been a long time Jets fan. If somebody said to me, Brad, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl and be bad for three years after, I think most fans would take that because you end up winning a Super Bowl. The Rams, wasn't that long ago, won a Super Bowl. They didn't win a game, I don't think, in the preseason, and they had a bad year last year. Where are the Rams? I think they're going to be pretty awful again. Um, you know, I think you know, in the trenches, they might have the worst, you know, offensive and defensive line, obviously, without Aaron Donald, you know, excluded from that conversation. But, you know, I just think they're going to get bullied up front. And then, yes, you have Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, but really nothing beyond that. The secondary, don't really have much talent to speak of there. I like Jordan Fuller, the safety, coming back from an injury. But, yeah, I think they are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. If they do have an injury to a guy like Donald Cup or Stafford, I think we're talking, you know, first overall pick potential, you know, bad team. Okay. Uh, as always, Brad, where can people see your work? Yeah, you, you can follow us uh, at pff.com where we're keeping tabs on every single transaction today, maybe covering the Jonathan Taylor trade or any other big moves. So check out all our work there. I always appreciate you, Brad. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. They do a really, really good job. And if you delve into what they do, you know, when they start rating players and all that, uh, the way they break down things is pretty interesting. Um, we will have a final segment coming up. Again, tomorrow we will not have a show. Uh, we'll focus on storm coverage, obviously, uh, and then we'll be back uh, on Thursday. I will outline what we will do with that one final time for you when we get back 143 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The diamond buying opportunity of the year is happening next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th at International Diamond Center. 
It's IDC's three-day bridal event where you can buy like a dealer buys. Rare, precious GIA certified diamonds. All shapes, all sizes, all at rock bottom prices. Rounds, ovals, princess cuts, cushion cuts, emerald cuts. All natural, perfectly cut diamonds certified by the most prestigious gem labs in the world. Get the best prices of the year and take advantage of 36 months zero interest financing on any purchase. And for this event, you can match that diamond with a perfect ring from Takori or Viraggio. Both world-class designers are flying in their entire collections for this. Come join us as we open the IDC vault and showcase the largest selection of diamonds you've ever seen in one place at prices you never thought possible and get three years zero interest financing. It's next weekend, September 8th, 9th, and 10th, exclusively at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 co-pays and zero dollar deductible don't gamble speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you call 800-571-7025 that's 800-571-7025 800-571-7025 and let best med care do the work for you ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF continues to track Hurricane Idalia. Here is the latest from the Storm Center, courtesy of Radiant Credit Union, Conrad Tree Service, and Caribbean Electric. I'm Elliot Trittow. Florida Fire Marshal and Chief Financial Officer Jimmy Petronas is warning Floridians as they prepare for Hurricane Idalia to be especially careful using generators. I think with Hurricane Ian, I think we had eight deaths that were attributed to misusing of generators. Uh, generators produce carbon monoxide and you can't take a chance of allowing this odorless gas to take advantage of and you succumb. Petrona says every severe storm is different and wants to make sure Floridians are prepared for anything. Stay with us for the latest. I'm Elliot Tritta. This has been a Hurricane Idalia update from the Storm Center on the campus of the University of Florida, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Jim says, like your show and thank you. Jags are only 75 miles away. Is there a chance we could get their radio broadcast? Uh, no, uh, we are under contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and that's where that sits. Uh, if you know, that contract expires, uh, you know who, who knows what might happen. But as of now, uh, no, uh, we are under contract to carry the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 392-8255, you could email srussell at 
WRUF.com. Mark says, couldn't believe my eyes when I saw Dan Mullen losing his mind in a good way during the clip of him in the locker room at halftime versus LSU in 07. Did you see that clip? What were your thoughts? Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw all of the Swamp Kings. Um, that's, I mean, he doesn't do that a lot, uh, but, you know, when occasion calls for it, obviously he, he, he did it and does it. And a lot of the coaches then did that kind of a thing. That's just part of what their personality was. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, first thing, hope everybody stays safe on McCain coming through. Yep, agreed. You know, I heard you say, I guess yesterday, Steve, it's always like clockwork this time of year. Football season gets going. Here come the hurricanes. I'm sure you're probably aware of this, but I like numbers. The peak of the hurricane season is September 10th. Right. It's in September. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, se- yeah September 10th. Hey, Steve, one thing on the NFL and a, a college thought for you here. I've been looking at these NFL guys screaming at each other all day about the, the Dak Prescott. Um, would you would you call him a top third NFL quarterback? A top third? Yeah. All right, so he'd have to be in the top ten more or less. Yeah. Um. For you know, without going down the list, uh, first blush, I would say yes at the end of that list. Yeah, I heard the reason I said third is I, heard, I saw one of these guys saying called him a top eleven, top twelve NFL quarterback. And I know the guy's been hurt a little bit here and there, and it seems like he's already getting talked about getting paid again. Didn't they just pay that dude a ton of money a couple of years ago? I don't know what his contract is, but, you know, sometimes you sign short-term yeah. deals. I don't know. Well, yeah, but, I mean, what's the guy done in the playoffs? I mean, the guy's 30 years old. Well, that that boils down to the age-old question, Mike, right? How do you judge a quarterback? How do you judge if – you're, if you're a really good quarterback – and you don't have any talent around you, who gets blamed? Yeah. Quarterback. I think, Steve, he got a big contract last go-round, and our, the number they're throwing around this time is uh, you know, A-list money, $240 million for that dude. Well, but we'll see. The Cowboys are supposedly better. They have a new offensive coordinator now. We'll see if that makes a difference. Um, but the quarterback, we all know, rightly or wrongly, gets the praise and the blame. Yeah, and um, I guess we'll see. I'm going to watch the NFL Network today. I didn't realize today was the 53-man cut-down yep. day, so big big time at 4 o'clock today. Hey, last thing for you, Steve. I guess I've got a question going back to Coach Spurrier and, and the great quarterbacks that he ran through all those years. Um, let's face it, a lot of those dudes, speaking of the NFL, had no pro future, but it was a college game. It's not the NFL. But would you, is it fair to say you think that Coach Spurrier's system threw up a lot of big numbers for a lot of Florida quarterbacks? That his system did? Oh, sure. Yeah. The, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. And I heard you, I guess, uh, debating with one of your previous guests about Joe Milton. And I'm kind of negative on Joe Milton. I think he's lost his job twice. Um, but uh, I believe uh, we're looking at Hypo. I think we are looking at the modern-day Spurrier. I think this guy just rolls out of bed 4,000-yard passers. I mean, this guy, I think, I mean, if he's no good, he's going to get benched. But I think you got to prepare, be prepared for every Tennessee quarterback that's starting to be putting up Spurrier-type numbers because well, of the system. Because of the system. That's what I said to you the other day, that, yes, I mean, the knock on him is he's lost his starting job at two different places. Yes, he was really good in the bowl game, as I told you. And if you are a believer in Heupel, that his system makes his quarterbacks better, you know, they spread the field, they make you defend the whole field, blah, 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 then you can make a quarterback who's had some flaws before, 
be better because your system is better. I mean, how many 17, 14 games, games do you remember Spurrier being in? Not too many. No. So, I mean, that's kind of my point there. And, and of course, and one last thing for you, Steve. How many, what's the worst quarterback Spurrier had? Uh, I mean, if, if they weren't any good, they got benched pretty quick. What, Terry Dean? Well, what's the worst quarterback Spurrier had? Uh, you know, I guess that depends on how you call what you would define as worst. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know who the worst was because they all performed in a different way. I mean, obviously – you had a Heisman Trophy winner. Obviously, you had Shane, who ended up being a, a having a long career in the NFL. Um, and they were most of those guys were good, solid college quarterbacks. Jesse Palmer played in the NFL for a little bit, obviously. Um, so I don't know who the worst one would be. You know, Terry Dean was up and down, but Terry Dean was, you know, when he was right, was pretty darn good quarterback. That, that's really yeah. hard to say. Well, when you got a great coach and a great system, I guess most of these guys at the SEC level are going to throw up huge numbers. Yeah, Doug, all right, thank you. Doug Johnson obviously played in the NFL. I mean, so um, – and, and, you know, I was just going through the other day. I'm, I'm glad he kind of brought this up a little bit. Um, I was reading a book on the history of, of Florida football, and I'll get to that in just a second. I want to get to a couple of emails. Daryl says, hard to focus on Gator football season – uh, been running around crazy at work. On the bright side, he says the Gators win 27-21. Uh, Joe, you know how long the series on the Gators is going to last on Netflix? If it's going to be a while, I want to subscribe to Netflix. I don't know how long it is there. Uh, I think once it's on there, it's on there. I believe I'm correct in that, that you can just access it. Um, BB says... He recommends the Florida upper body workout of nailing up plywood. Now having doubts about having worked out first. Um, be aware heat-related issues could, could – uh, and it's still hot today, no, no doubt. About super conferences, agrees with what Sean said concerning college becoming super conferences. I'll go out on a limb here, bet not many fans like it. I will change that. I'll bet many fans don't like it, but in the end they'll take it. L- look at all – when when the college football season starts, when the first game at Florida Field starts, BB, will anybody be thinking about NIL? Will anybody be thinking about super conferences? No. We think about their team and how they're going to do. That's a that's an off season thing. But I get it. Uh, he said, "What college games are on the radar for the weekend?" Uh, obviously LSU, FSU, but North Carolina, South Carolina is one that is as well. Um, okay, got about three or four minutes left. If you want to get a quick call or an email in, you can. Uh, I, anyway, I was watching, um, or I'm reading, about the history of Gator football. And as I mentioned on a previous broadcast, this is one of those years for me that's got a zero on the end of it. Uh when I saw and attended my first Gator football game as a student in the University of Florida. And sometimes you forget in the pre-Spurrier era, there are some pretty good players here. Wayne Peace comes to mind. Wayne Peace was a really good quarterback. Bob Huco was a really good quarterback. Some guy named Bell was a pretty good quarterback here, right? And I think people, because of, and rightly so, because of the numbers that Steve's guys put up and 
you know, Tim Tebow, all of that. But Florida's had some pretty good quarterbacks, starting with Spurrier. And, you know, people forget John Reeves was a first-round draft choice and set the NCAA record at the time for most yards thrown by a quarterback. Think of that. That was in 1971. So, you know, there were, and, and granted, when Florida went to the wishbone, that changed. But then, you know, Fisher was pretty good. David Bowden could really throw it before they went to the wishbone. But, you know, poor David threw that fourth down pass when he thought it was third down and against Ole Miss and threw it in the stands on fourth down. He never lived that down, which was unfortunate. Um, but it's fun sometimes to go back and look at some of the just the teams that didn't win championships that could have, that were so close to winning, and for whatever the reason, bad game, bad day, bad luck, whatever, they just couldn't win until that 84 group first won it on the field. Uh, all right. Today, our thanks to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, to the SEC Network's Dave Neal, to Pro Football Focus's Brad Spielberger, and to UF forecaster Megan Morowski. Let me just say to you, please be safe. Please be safe. Um, do what you can to ride this thing out and take this storm seriously. It is going to be what could be a really, really uh, difficult storm to wager through. And remember, no show tomorrow. We will have our uh, hurricane coverage for you. And then Thursday, hopefully Laura Rutledge is here. Uh, we will again have our first and 10 pregame show at 1 o'clock on Thursday. No extra point show Thursday night. We'll have that Friday uh, during sports scene. So just wanted to make sure uh, that you had that. And then um, we're hoping to have Max Chadwick on. He was supposed to be on tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to have to reschedule that uh, to talk a little college football with you. Um, but again, just do what you can to stay safe. Don't forget tonight, because we're not going to carry Gator Volleyball uh, against Stanford. Wish Mary Wise's team good luck against a very good Stanford team. We are going to carry the Rays game tonight against the Marlins, so enjoy that. Uh, and then our coverage of Gator football Thursday will begin at 5 p.m. And then over the weekend, some college football for you, Colorado TCU, West Virginia Penn State, LSU, Florida State, and then Monday, Labor Day. By the way, we will have a show, Labor Day. Uh, we'll be doing Clemson and Duke Coach Burrier going back to that game, to, uh, to the Dukies. That'll be fun, and that'll be a Monday night broadcast we will have right here. Thanks to Zach Weiss for producing the show today. We thank you for listening, and again, uh, I hope this was a distraction, a pleasant one, given although the sun is bright and shiny right now. Uh, please be safe in this, and hopefully we talk to each other again on Thursday. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell.
WRUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville.